You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Today on the Morning Edition, heavy snow causes problems in Juneau and more rain was expected overnight. The city asking people to keep those drains and hydrants clear so not to increase the risk of flooding. Plus, this will be the first substantial housing development we've authorized in probably a year. The Anchorage Assembly could vote as early as tonight on a controversial Girdwood uh, housing development. We'll hear from both sides, those for and against. And later, do you or don't you? It's a question for parents when it's so cold outside. Do you let your kids wear shorts as the morning edition starts now? Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us. As a parent, I can speak to they love to wear what they wear want. Shorts. But shorts outside? Shorts? No. In this weather? I'm telling my daughter, you the need negatives? to have a hat on, a gloves, <laughs> and she already knows. I give her the look. Okay. Are there kids that want to? Absolutely. They run around. Teenagers well, it's like in particular. Warmer. Yeah. Teenagers in particular I've will go to shirt t-shirt school. All year long. Yeah. I'm not a parent. I just be <laughs> friends with parents who are like, my kid wore shorts it's to like, school today. Do you oh fight them on it? How, yeah. how much and do you fight? Yeah. These temperatures, uh, no, oh, yeah. it's no, 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 minus. No. And particularly across parts of our state, mm -hmm. oh my word. Yeah. If you can stay home, stay home. It is cold outside. Here in Anchorage, it's cold. It's cold for us. Obviously, when we're talking Port Yukon, Okay, six below is not that cold for Fort Yukon. When we're talking Anchorage, six below, it's pretty chilly out there. And the good news is we do have the calm winds today, which we didn't have yesterday. So things are a little bit more mellow. Our uh, wind chill, just at six below. So we're not really feeling any impact from the wind. Around South Central, though, it is cold. Check out Kenai. 16 below for you. So very cold. Six below in Palmer, minus two in Talkeena. Four above over in Wasilla and Valdez at 16 degrees. Of course, when we talk a little bit about the wind chills, Wasilla, that takes you down to seven below. Valdez at two above. Soldatna, that's 29 below for your wind chill. So please be prepared for that. It is cold when you feel that wind if you are in an area that you're feeling the wind coming through. So we had that little bit of snow yesterday moving through the North Gulf Coast areas around Cordova. That's really continuing to just kind of slide a little bit to the east. Down in southeast, though, you're going to see another day of snow and rain mixed. You've had heavy snow. We're going to talk about that off and on throughout the morning, but expect more snow and rain coming through today. As temperatures warm up, that's going to become rain. But for South Central, it is clear skies, clear skies, cold temperatures. And really, when I looked at like it was going to warm up a little bit toward the weekend, I think that's actually getting pushed out a little farther, maybe to the beginning of next week. As we take it all the way through Thursday, we really don't see much change in in our forecast, it's going to be clear and cold throughout the day. Parts of Anchorage likely to get near 10 degrees for our high temperature today, so it is going to be well below our normals. We begin with the latest from Juneau, where the avalanche hazard risk is high. The DOT issued a warning and shut down Thane Road. The emergency closure will be evaluated this morning. Steve Kirch was on the ground in Juneau throughout the day Monday and brings us this report. Nine hours last Monday we spent between us. Uh, five hours between us today. Yeah, so. It's a lot of snow. Rebecca Smith and Damon Stubner say they wish Mother Nature would give them a break. 
because they are tired of shoveling snow and concerned about some of their neighbors. We're, we're a little concerned about the next door neighbor's carport um, because it is a flat roof. Um, so I think she's going to get some neighborhood help this afternoon or this evening. Those conditions, Juno Emergency Programs Manager Tom Matisse, who's also an avalanche forecaster, says means a higher danger for people living in avalanche zones. Uh, this storm is just such a large storm event that um, things are piling up so quick that the snow cannot stabilize accordingly and we're continuing to see natural avalanche occur. Matisse said slides they've already seen have been small, but the city's avalanche pass will be active during the next 36 to 48 hours. But if we uh, see a lot of snow again tonight and this continued warming tomorrow, we may get to the point where we recommend evacuations. With a two-week total expected near 50 inches, followed by forecasted heavy rain, Juno Harbor Master Matthew Creswell says many are still trying to recover from last week's storm. We had eight that began to sink. Um, we were able, between our staff and uh, some very, very, very uh, good harbor patrons, were able to keep five of those from sinking. With that in mind, he's now advising boat owners to shovel what snow they can to reduce the intense weight he expects to get worse and turn to ice. I've been here 11 years now. This is my 11th winter. And this is the worst I've seen it in the last 11 years. I am 100% sure it's been worse. But what's the problem with this is the, the how quick both these storms happen to each other, right? Now, the winter storm warning in Juneau is expected to last until 6 p.m. Tuesday, with another 14 to 20 inches before switching the freezing rain Tuesday night. Reporting for Juneau, Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. Due to the snow, the Juneau School District instructed all teachers and students to prepare for a remote learning day today. And people who live on Thane Road, they should prepare for an extended road closure at the Avalanche Gates. That's from the Department of Transportation. DOT will reassess at 8 o'clock this morning, but the risk is expected to remain high for the next few days. Two Anchorage Assembly members are sponsoring a proposal so emergency cold weather shelter operations can continue through May. The proposal includes $2 million. $1.5 million would come from the alcohol tax, and the other $500,000 would come from the general government operating fund. Sponsors Anna Brawley and Felix Rivera say it would supplement the current plan. A public hearing on this is expected to be held at tonight's Assembly meeting meeting. A controversial education bill that saw nearly seven hours of testimony and debate at a hearing over the weekend could change the way certain schools are regulated in Alaska. Joe Kadat visited an Alaska School Choice Fair in Anchorage last night where he asked parents and teachers about Senate Bill 140. People want variety. And variety they got at the School Choice Celebration Monday at the Alaska Native Heritage Center where students and parents learned about different educational options. People are looking for uh, having a jacket that fits their kid. We have independent vendors that will um, work with charter schools to offer different options for families. Um, we also have uh, choices within the public school system, and we also have private educators that, that offer that. Senate Bill 140, which is a controversial education bill that attracted nearly seven hours of testimony and hearing Saturday in Juneau, has multiple proposals within it, including the addition of an appeals process for charter schools when local districts and boards make decisions. You're talking about asking very busy uh, institutions that are trying to figure out big problems to focus on something that's really out of their purview. And I think if you have an extra set of eyes there, you'll have more fairness and more time to really vet it. Frontier charter school teacher Teresa Kress is among the many 
who are in favor of allowing an appeals process when decisions are being made about charter schools. She says if the proposed changes in SB 140 had been in place, the charter family partnership that the Anchorage School Board eliminated last year would have had an appeals process. So it just happened quickly, and I don't think it really had an opportunity to be fully vetted and fully heard on the issues. And having this, this appeal process, I think, would have really served it well. But there are many people against the proposed changes contained in SB 140. Many people testified over the weekend that the state shouldn't fix something that isn't broken and that local control of charters should remain in place. I have much support and excitement for our current public charter school program. A recent Harvard report showcased that we have the best charter school program in the United States. And I am unsure of why we would want to change something that is clearly working very well. Senator Loki Tobin says she does like the idea of expanding charter school access, which is part of SB 140 in its current form, but she doesn't like much of the rest of the bill. I think the attention on expanding charter school access is laudable, and I think that can be accomplished by a significant increase to the base student allocation as our public charter schools receive those funds. The House is expected to make amendments to SB 140 Wednesday, and a vote is scheduled on the House floor on Friday. Joe Kadat, Alaska's News Source. The Alaska Reads Act is going on its first year of implementation. DEED is responsible for supporting and training pre-kindergarten through third grade teachers. And the Alaska Reads Act claims to have an all-Alaskan students learn to read at a grade a level by the end of third grade. The committee hearing directly from educators with the majority opinion saying completing the work will require more funding and time. Later this week, the Education Committee is set to hear a bill introduced by the governor and recommended by the commissioner to make changes to the Alaska Reads Act. And it makes no sense that, that we want kids to learn to read, and yet we can't put forth the funding to make sure it happens. The plan is a great plan with good intentions, but I ask myself, who's going to do this plan? How are we going to pay for the people to do this plan? And what is this going to look like? As an educator, there isn't enough time in the day to do what we should and need to, unless it is being done without being paid. Those schools scarce and overloaded teachers can't handle all that extra Reads Act work. Members may proceed to vote. Well, during a House floor session Monday, all against one, despite a plea to appeal and an objection by Representative David Eastman, a near-unanimous vote when all of his colleagues moved to remove him from the Judiciary Committee, Eastman himself the only dissenting vote. His tenure in the House has been marked by controversy after it was brought to light that he's a lifetime member of the far-right Oath Keepers group. The lawmaker, out of Wasilla, has been censured by the House multiple times and was also previously kicked out of the House Minority Caucus. I didn't ask to sit on that committee. I was approached by the majority. And initially, I declined to sit on the committee. The committee seat was Eastman's only appointment to a standing committee. Eastman argued that removing him would deprive his constituents of proper representation, though he was replaced by Representative Jesse Sumner, a fellow Wapsilla Republican. The controversial housing development in Girdwood, dubbed Holton Hills, is something that supporters say would bring all types of deeded housing to the area, but not everyone is on board. If the proposal passes, supporters say it would create a new residential development in Girdwood, 
an area they feel could use that. Many know this as Holton Hills. The proposal would allow Heritage Land Bank property to sell a development group called CY Investments, who would then build it. Assembly Chair Chris Constant supports the idea, saying it would bring all types of needed housing to the area. But Project Advisory Council member Emma Kramer says she's opposed because a project this big could overwhelm the small town's resources. You know, we've been talking a long time about needing housing development. This will be the first substantial housing development we've authorized in probably a year or two. And so we need more of this. We need 10 times more of this, 100 times more of this. In Girdwood, there's never been that much public land disposed of at one single time. So whenever you take a small community with limited services and increase development at such a rapid pace, that's going to have negative ramifications, you know, unless you're ready for it. If passed, the Girdwood Board of Supervisors would oversee the project. And Constant says approving bond and ballot items will be the priority tonight, so that vote could be pushed to tomorrow night. Still ahead, a story of first steps more than a century ago. I'm Dave Allgood. Coming up, we're going to meet an elder. Now, when you think of elders, you think of maybe 80, 90, 100. Miss Phoebe here, 107 years old. That's coming up on today's All Good News. Hey, Miss Phoebe. And for your sunlight data for today, sunrise 941 this morning, sunset 441. That gives us a solid total of seven hours. We gain four minutes and 47 seconds. Well, good morning, everyone. Back on your Tuesday. The word is bundle up. Yeah, let's check in with Tracy and see how that's going. Otherwise. Yeah, that's two words. Two, it is. Yeah. You're right. It is two words. Bundle up. Two words today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm Thank that you. Person. I am literally that person. I would correct you. It's fine. As yeah, as I was saying it, I was like, that's two words. Oh, I did that but, once. I said yeah. I can sum up the forecast in one word. More rain. Oh, wait. That's two words. So anyway, that's why I knew. Let's talk temperatures. It is cold out there. And I know, yes, across the state, it is very cold. But for Anchorage, a lot of these are really chilly temperatures. Minus 6 over at Anchorage Stevens International Airport. Campbell Creek Science Center, check that out. 18 below. It is in a very low area, and that cold air just does sink. 12 below in Muldoon. 12 over at Merrill Field. Jay Bear checking in at 11 below. So very cold. We add in some places are feeling the impact of the wind. 26 below over at Merrill Field when you factor in that wind. Most locations, though, not feeling a lot of wind around Anchorage. We're getting those calm winds. That's good news. Over the next couple of days, it's going to look a lot like it has the last few days, particularly across the interior, northern areas of the state. It is cold. We're seeing some strong winds, very cold wind chills. Really, we've We've been talking about it for days. This high-pressure system has parked itself on the state. It's not going anywhere. We need something very strong to move it out of the way or start breaking it down. Now, toward the end of the week, we start to see some of that happening. But it's been looking like that for a while. That date just keeps getting pushed out because the system is very strong and it's really not going anywhere. You can see it's just keeping all of those clouds off most of mainland Alaska, all the way down to the Aleutian Islands, Alaska Peninsula. You guys are going to see some sunshine today. Southeast, unfortunately, though, you are out of the realm of that high pressure, and that means more rain headed your direction. Snow in some cases, but most areas, even with snow, will be seeing that turn to rain by the afternoon. This is what it looks like on our south 
satellite radar for right now. We've got a few clouds across the interior, but really it's all down in southeast. Now in northern Alaska, with that system that moved through yesterday, we're dealing with blizzard conditions for areas around Prudhoe Bay, and then we're still under winter weather advisories. This is for snow and blowing snow. This is extended into tomorrow. Probably about noon, we'll see these start to expire. But we're still dealing with some very cold wind chills in northern Alaska and across the interior. Down in southeast, it's just more snow and more rain. Winter storm warning, that's been extended. The winter weather advisory, that's been extended. We were talking earlier about the avalanche danger. We're going to have to keep watch on that. So seasonal snowfalls. Yesterday, 11 inches of snow in Juneau. That's just yesterday. That was a record. But when we talk about this season, 55 inches just this month. That is the month to date as of midnight last night. And then the season to date, almost 75 inches of snow really coming down. And obviously the majority of that is just in the month of January. That is a lot of snow in Southeast. So please stay as safe as you can. Temperatures right now, low temperatures across the state, 49 below in Fort Yukon, 35 below around Fairbanks, McGrath at 32 below. Coldfoot down to minus 18. Those are the lows. For today, though, we do look for highs into the minus four range for Dead Horse with that snow. We'll see about 30 below for your high around Fairbanks. Out toward the Aleutian Islands, we'll get into the mid to low 30s. And look at all that sunshine. So that is one benefit. We're getting to see a little bit of sun. Southeast, more rain, more snow. Areas around Juneau, you're going to start the day with some snowfall, but it is going to turn in the rain. Likely to see four to seven additional inches of snow before we see those temperatures warm up. Of course, you guys, once those temperatures warm up, we're dealing with the issue of heavy melting and a possibility of flooding. So really, it's just gonna be kind of a rough situation, dangerous situation in some cases down in Southeast. People have to just be really aware of their situation. Yeah, definitely, we'll keep our eye on that. Well, now to a story about a rare gem, if you will, a semi-super centenarian. A woman who earned that title a couple of years ago, surpassing 105 years of age. Here's Dave Allgood with the All Good News. You're looking at a mom, a daughter, and a granddaughter, and a caring new friend. Um, but the state requires an annual renewal, um, and her renewal was coming up. And part of the renewal is put in the birthday. And so when I saw 1917, I said... 1917? That means she's about to be 107. Sheree Samuels had just started her job with McKinley Services helping older folks navigate their Medicaid benefits when she saw 1917. Okay. So when she came in, I just went for it and said, how do I meet? Sheree just had to see Miss Phoebe Nira Bashali for herself. Is this real? Is she really? I wanted to ask her granddaughter. I had to ask, is this is this not a typo? <laughs> We're here and Phoebe is as real as rain. Yes and no, for sure. At first I thought, well, we're dealing with the government. They don't get too many things wrong. So that's why I was excited. <laughs> well, okay. This is Phoebe and she and her daughter Solange and caregiver Mayombi moved to this small apartment in Anchorage five years ago. And according to the United States government, Phoebe is 107 years old. So she definitely knows that we are here to um, to put the spotlight on her, as I would say. So I many questions. So. <laughs> I asked Moambi to ask Phoebe in her native language of Kenyarwanda, what did she know about America? She heard that uh, American is uh, freedom, uh, peace. Why does she think she lives so long? She, she don't like to eat meat. Only she likes to eat vegetables, no meat, no too much sugar. 
Phoebe was born in the Congo of East Africa and then moved to Rwanda. She had 15 children, only three remain. She said, well, her life was very good. She had everything. Her children was very good. But she says she is happy and has way too many grand and great-grandchildren to count. Did she know why I was here? Well, I know she knows a little bit because before you came, she wanted us to fix her, her garments a certain type of way. There's so much we don't know about Phoebe, but thanks to Sheree, we know she's here. She's inspiring, and I feel like people needed to know she was here. Yeah. And inspire. after seeing 107 turns around the sun, Phoebe has a little wisdom for us all. I want you to... To be kind, I want you to, to love everyone. I'm Dave Allgood, and that's... She's a rare gem. The Allgood News. Wow. Yeah. It's always interesting to see what these people say about how they got to mm -hmm. over 100 years yeah. old. So she said, eat veggies and less sugar. Makes sense. <laughs> there you go. If you have a story for Dave, be sure to send them an email to allgoodnews at ktuu.com. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcasts from Alaska's news source automatically and stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska's news source app.